Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight we are going to get real, real. As Bill London always says, <clears throat> let's bring out some whoop ass and really get moving here because we got a problem. Um, not just in Lane County, we have a problem in Oregon along the I 5 corridor where our people are missing, are turning up missing, they're disappearing. Um, and it's, it's becoming a, a, a kind of an epidemic where there's, there's 160, at least 160 that we know of people in Lane County right now who are missing. Um, those are 160 people. Now think of their families and all their friends and all the people, the relatives that know these people, and they've just, they're gone and they don't know where they are. And there's a lot of holes in the system. Um, getting information out. What do you do when this happens? We've got Stephanie coming on in a little bit. She's going to talk about that. What do you do when someone just is, is, is reported missing? How, how soon can you report them missing? She's going to talk with us about that. We have Kevin and Michael um, who are some, I think this is, I saw it on Facebook and I was like, going, wow, that's pretty powerful. Um, they have the huge website, Lane County Mugshots. Um, all you guys know about it. And even though the state says we can no longer release bug shots, they found a way to do their job. But they've also started this project and um, I, well, they'll talk about it. I, I don't think they get paid for it yet at all. And they're showing pictures of people who are missing to keep that out there, paying Facebook to put those pictures out so other people can see and get hopefully get someone to notice someone. And then we're gonna uh, top the night off with uh, Parrish and Tina Bryson, uh, their son, Michael Bryson, has been missing for, oh my gosh, it seems like forever. And I'm sure to them even longer. Um, and we're gonna get an update on the case and talk with them about what they hear from this group <clears throat> and then figure out how you can help um, in, in this whole process. So we wanna thank our sponsors, Buck Sanitary Service. Uh, if you have a wedding, family reunion, something coming up, they have showers, stations, they have nice restrooms, they have outhouses. They well, well, look at what they have. And Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome, vaccinated or not. He feels like your dental care is uh, the most important thing. He wants to make sure your oral health is taken care of. And we'll have something from him in a little bit. And then after the show, after Tina and um, Parrish are talking, then our other sponsor, New Leaf Hyperbarics with Matt McCarl. He's going to come on and talk with us for 10 minutes about uh, hyperbarics and kind of some of the new things that are going on with that. Because if you have not tried it, you have to try this. And he has a personal connection to this story because Parrish is his second cousin. So I think that's our cousin and Michael's his second or third cousin. Somehow there's a family in there. And, and Michael, uh, when I called Matt, he said, yes, I want to sponsor this show, Rick. So I want to be on there. So he'll come up at the end to explain a little more. So let's get right into the topic. That's how it goes. And we bring in Kevin and Michael. And hold on, you guys. I got to tell you here already, we got a compliment, compliment and a comment. Love mugshots uncensored. They, <laughs> you have a love audience out there. Thanks, Rick. And you're right. We don't get any money for this. It's kind of a labor of love right now. So, <laughs> so tell people what you guys have started up and what you're trying to do. Uh, you care if I take this mic? I'll go ahead and go ahead. And yeah. So, um, essentially, when we started revamping our website uh, for uh, the change in the law regarding the mugshots, we realized that we were uh, basically sitting on an opportunity uh, because the same platform and the same way that we uh, put information in, things like that, could be adapted uh, to work towards missing persons. And so now Mike could really speak to what it's like managing it on the uh, uh, Facebook site uh, with the largest uh, Facebook group in Lane County. Uh, but missing persons is a prolific issue, as you mentioned, Rick. It's uh, just something that's just, uh, uh, you see it all the time, uh, every other post practically. So uh, we just decided that we wanted to do something about it. And so when we started digging in, 
Um, it was actually really kind of challenging, and I could kind of go into the, the weeds a little bit if you'd like, or, um, you know. Kind what of, is it you want to do? So how do you, you guys paying Facebook, Michael? You, is that what you do with the, with the, you're just going in and putting it we're on We're not your, paying for at all. They, they don't get our money. We don't get any money. They don't get any of our money. Yeah. So are, you putting, are you putting it on the uh, Mugshots Uncensored page? We are putting it on uh, two of our main websites. One of those is Oregon Crime News. That's where you land when you look at our mugshots. So no matter where you go on that website, you see a random, um, you know, advertisement for someone who's missing in Lane County. Same for our uh, website, LaneCountyMugshots.com is once you're on a you know a page you're looking at let's say a police call at the bottom of that call there's going to be we call it an advertisement but whatever there's going to be uh, you know a picture of somebody missing and some of their uh, information and how long they've been gone and a picture if we have one so were you guys surprised when you started looking into this and realizing how i mean you had to be getting phone calls and, and emails and, and comments about how many people are missing i get i mean every time i have Parrish and Tina on, um, or, or someone else, I get a flood of people. My son's been missing for three years. My kid's been missing for two. Um, you know, I, I had five today just from putting an ad out telling people we were going to be doing this. Um, were you shocked? No, every single, whoops, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, nearly every day, at least, at the very least, once a week, somebody is... Uh, submitting a person to our group, you know, our large Lane County Mugshots Uncensored group, at least once a week, literally, it nearly comes out to being once a day. And they're like, you know, look out for so and so they're missing, we haven't seen them. And we noticed that quite a bit. So in the beginning, we decided, well, we'll scrape the Oregon State Police, they have a list, we'll scrape it, we'll put it on our site, it'll be easy for people to see. And immediately, people were like, well, where's the pictures? And we're like, there are no pictures. OSP doesn't give us pictures. You get their name, their, you know, very little information and that's it. So we started trying to do more because these people need uh, exposure. I mean, how are we supposed to find anybody if we don't what they look like, exactly where they were missing? I don't know. There's just so much missing information that Oregon State Police doesn't put up. And we understand why. We're not, we're not belittling them. But I mean, this is... Um, I don't know, it's just not as well covered by law enforcement as, as we would like to see it happen. So we're trying to even the playing field. And in the media, what usually happens, I think that, you know, you see Fauna or, or, or Michael's case, it comes up. And if the family doesn't hammer and hammer right. like the license have, they've been on this yep. like stink on poop, just beating it into it mm -hmm. to get that out there. Everybody kind of, well, what's the new story? You know, the news cycle's over, now it's time for a new story and that the pain continues for these people not knowing where their relatives are that thanks for that's bringing true. that up rick yeah i would i have to jump in and just say on that point specifically if you really think about it uh, the general cycle for a missing person is they get posted and they're out there and maybe a few weeks a month at the most and then they're faded off and you never hear about them again most of the time um now it's serendipitous i think that the bryson's uh, folks are on today because it's they're the ones that have really pushed um and uh, made their case the most well known but most folks don't have the resources to do that you know so i think that's where we hope that we can help out is that for the families that don't have the ongoing resources to keep putting their missing loved one out in front of people maybe we can help so. so how do people do that? What, give me the process and, and then you guys can go back on here in the comment section and put information oh, sure. in there and tell people how you know, put your website and information in. But how do people get that if they have someone missing? How do they get in touch with you? I would say first thing is that to file an official report is the best thing to do, uh, basically, because once you get on the Oregon State Police list, we pull that list every two hours and sync with it. So, but if you notice sometimes uh, things are a little bit slow and when somebody is reported missing, let's say on a Thursday in Lane County and let's say they're reported to EPD and then EPD goes and puts it in their system and then by the time it gets to Oregon State Police, 
uh, it might be the weekend or it might somebody might have gone home early on Friday and so that missing person that's been missing since Thursday might not show up until Monday or Tuesday on the OSP list. So what we've done is we've added right on our site lcbugs.com slash missing there's a link so that you can report to us too and that way um, we can get that info out there sooner than uh, a lot of the law enforcement agencies typically would. and you can throw that on the page for me when you're when, when this is done yeah. sure so michael real quick kind of a little teeny bit off topic but do, do i mean you have the largest site in lane county with uh, mugshots uncensored are you i mean it's a great idea but are you shocked at how, how, how well that's taken off people? I mean, we love to see criminals, I guess, you know, I mean, it's, it's a great idea, but are you surprised at the popularity of it? I am in a way. I mean, we started doing this years ago and, you know, back when I, when I initially created Lane County Mugshots Uncensored, that group, I really felt like, you know, I'd be pretty stoked and pretty excited if I had, you know, three, 4,000 people on there. I was going to be like, oh, that would just be amazing. And now we're at, you know, 71,000 people. And it brings up quite a bit of, of um, in a way, responsibility for us. I mean, that is in part why we're doing Missing. We have a platform. We need to use this for things that we're passionate about. And we've done mug shots. And what we would like to do with missing people is make them as popular and as well known and as easy to cite as we've done with mugshots. Right. And like Kevin even said, all that technology that that we developed for scraping and showing, we kind of call them miles, but you know each each uh, you know arrested person, we're using all that technology to do the missing people. They get their own they get their own page, as it were, their own profile. Mm -hmm. And we have this platform, like you mentioned, I mean, 71,000 people. Oh my goodness. I, 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 I literally never thought in my wildest dreams we would have 7,000 people. I mean, if we had had, when I first did it, if somebody said, you're going to have 7,000 people, I'd have been like, are you kidding me? How do I manage all that? I'm going to jump in real quick because there's a lot of stuff that uh, isn't even out there that the public isn't in, even aware of because we've been developing true. it behind the scenes, but we have uh, the ability to sign up for alerts and notifications and things like that. So you can, if you want to know if a certain inmate has been arrested or released from jail, or if you want to know if a, a, a car accident has happened in your part of town, uh, we have that too. So we want to leverage even that technology. So like if we, um, a missing person uh, pops up onto the list, given certain criteria, maybe somebody will get a text alert or whatever it is, some kind of a notification. Uh, and then the other things too, is that when you go and you see an ad or you see something on a website and you click on it, you know, you, a lot of times you click on something on Facebook, oh, it just gets bigger and now, okay, now I'm just looking at the same thing, only it's bigger. What we wanna do is we wanna steer people towards uh, <clears throat> the website. So you click, you see this missing person, click on that thing. Now I'm looking at uh, more detailed information on a website. Now I can sign up for an alert or maybe I have some case information that might be relevant or something like that. So the idea is, is to even extend all of this and get more interaction happening between people. So, Well, I, I commend you on what you're doing and, and congratulate you on the success of your other projects. And I really love the fact Thank that you're doing this because I think it's, it shows that you, you, know, you really do care about the community, both of you, and we appreciate it. So I, and I know the Bryson's do and others like them. So thanks for being with us tonight, you yeah. guys. We have to give credit also to Jody Hawkins Meyer, she, uh, our volunteer who's been helping us yes. with getting photos in yes. there. We told her that we would mention her because she's been such a great help. So volunteers okay. are awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> All right. So um, one of our other sponsors, Dr. Michael Bradley. Rick Dancer here. Before the fall rush sets in, now is the time to get in to see the dentist. Oregon's best dentist and still my dentist is Dr. Michael Bratlin at Chris Dental in Eugene. Dr. Bratlin and his staff are second to none. You have a tooth you need crowned? Give them a call and they'll get you in ASAP. Remember, at Chris Dental, everyone is welcome, vaccinated or not. Okay, and now our next guest, Stephanie DeWolf. Stephanie, how are you? I'm good, how are you? 
Good. So Stephanie saw the little promo I put out there talking about the show tonight and the Brysons and, and what the what Michael and Kevin are doing. And I said, hey, if you want to, she had some information I thought was totally very interesting. And I said, come on and bring you on. I don't know you, but you know what? I have this trust factor in me. I don't I, I love information and I don't think it has to come from official sources all the time. So tell me kind of what you do, who you are and, and then give us that information. Um, a few years ago, nine or 10 years ago, I can't remember, I created Oregon Missing Persons in honor of my mother, who was a missing person in California. And um, and she was born here in Oregon, and, but that's what happened down there to her. And uh, I, I kind of just created it as a platform for people to be able to post, and I would share. And that's how it was for a really long time until I started really, I, I didn't, and I still don't really get very involved in people's specific cases because my mom's case is still ongoing. So it's really hard on me to get really too wound up in everybody else's. But every once in a while, somebody will say, I can't file a missing persons report, or they told me to wait 24 hours. And these are things that are just absolutely just really hard to hear because they're, un they can't do that. You know, they, so the things, I'm sorry, am I going too fast? No, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. Okay. Okay. So um, recently, um, I'm, can I mention specific cases? Sure. Okay. So yeah. the Kendra Hanks case uh, in Southern Oregon, her family was given personal advice by the person who answered the phone, telling, her to, telling them that they would wait 24 hours if it was their, their child. And um, in Oregon, not only do we not have a 24-hour waiting period, we don't have any waiting period. Um, we don't have any waiting period at all. So if someone's missing, you go to the police and they say you need to wait 24 hours, you say, no, you don't. No, you don't. You quote Senate Bill 351. Wow. It, it was fought for by the families of the missing. There's um, a few other laws that are older than that fought for by Vicki Kelly. But this one specifically is the one that's going to say that um, they must take your report at the time you request it. And they cannot refuse you for any reason whatsoever. Huh. And I've been running into this over the weekend. There were three separate cases where people were saying, I can't file a missing persons report. And I'm like, okay. And usually I call the police department and I talk to them and I'm like, I think there's just a misunderstanding. They're saying that they can't file a police report. Is there somebody that they should call and talk to? And usually it gets resolved. But lately, these law enforcement officers have been digging in, saying that, you know, they don't want to violate people's rights or because somebody was homeless. Like, they wouldn't tell me why somebody wasn't getting a police report filed. They just said other circumstances. And when I asked the family what the other circumstances were, it was that he was homeless. And that's not a circumstance. You, the, they want to be able to, well, from what I can tell, it feels like they want to categorize and then file the missing persons report, but they can't do that. They have to file the missing persons report and then they can categorize and decide if that person's endangered or anything like that. But they always have to take the report. So tell me something else that people don't know. Um, you don't have to be related to the missing person. You, you can be their friend. You can be somebody that went on a date with them that night and they took off and, and you feel like that wasn't very, like you asked their friends and, and this, you, they still can't find them and you don't think it was because of you and you feel like they're probably missing. You can go and report them. You can report somebody that you're going on a bike ride with, you know, and that you haven't heard from in a couple of days. You can... So Hold on. Kim Downey made a comment here. I want to read. Need to focus more on missing way more than we spend on political drama. Amen. I agree. I agree. This is something that is completely apolitical. So do, do you think that, I mean, is there like, is, is, you know, I, I know there's a lot of disappearances up and down the I-5 corridor and, you know, and, and some of them are, you know, is there like a concerted effort where people are being snagged? Do you think? I mean, we don't know, I guess. I, I don't feel like it's that um, organized, but there could be, there definitely absolutely could be. What's give me one more thing people need to know. One more thing that people need to know, and, and law enforcement also need to know this, is that whenever they do take your report, they have to enter it into the national databases within 12 hours. There's one more thing I want to tell you. So there's a federal law that covers, oh, I wish I could remember 
the name of it. Vicki would remember. Um, there's a federal law that covers people 18 to 21 that are transitioning from um, being an adult and a child. So that age group is federally covered. So whenever they get sent in as a missing person, that they have to get entered just like a child would be in the national, you know, database for children. So there's like there's a it's like a gap insurance basically. With God, you, really know, you really know your stuff, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had I to. I was sitting here know. honestly, Stephanie. I don't think you're you know crazy or anything. I was sitting <laughs> here going, okay, Rick. In the news business days. They would have been going, you can't have her on because you don't know what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, what I love about my life right now is it's like, <laughs> I just use this, this little intuition I have where you're talking to me and you're giving information to people that they're, they don't have. Yeah. It's and not just them. It's more. also law enforcement. It will save both people from having issues. So give me one more. Oh, um, did, you, did you hit all your points? I think I hit all of them. There's five main points. And then there's that federal law that protects the kids in between. So we, as someone who lost your mom, which I'm very sorry that your Thank mom you. is. Thank you. Um, do you, um, you're like a, <laughs> you're like a freaking pit bull, aren't you? <laughs> I've had to become one over the years, unfortunately. Yeah. No, but good. Not unfortunate. That good for you. <laughs> Because you bite in and just drag them because you have to, you know, I mean, you I think have it, to. Yeah. I think it, it gets written off. Oh, it's a runaway. Oh, it's a party. We always look for excuses because we don't want to freak. We, we don't want it to ever happen to us. So instead we just go, oh, Michael was a partier. So that, of course, that happens to people who party. It's like, no, yeah. people get yeah. murdered because they party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That's not yeah. how it works. Thousands somebody, of people party safely all the time. <laughs> right. Somebody did something and somebody knows something. And, you know, shame on the people who keep their mouth shut. There's a special place in hell for the people who don't open their mouths and allow people to suffer like you and like the parish and Tina and all the other people. There's a, a Megan's on here. Help find Adam Johns her her someone in her life is gone. And 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 if, if, if you're somebody out there and you're keeping a secret, ooh, shame, yeah, shame, really shame, gross. shame on you. This is a bad thing. Stephanie, thank you for paying attention. Thank you for being a bulldog. Um, and I mean that in a complimentary fashion. I feel that. I would be willing to tell you that I think your mom would be very happy with you. Thank you. I think she would. She'd be very happy. Appreciate you saying that. Thank you for being here. <laughs> now that is the power of social media. This is what it was meant for. People like Michael and Kevin and what they're doing and what Stephanie's doing and not all this little wee, 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 and all that stuff. This is about the power of the people. We, the people have the power to change this shit. We just have to get involved and get off our dead ass and do something about it. Because when we sit around and just go, oh, poor Tina and Parrish, that's so sad. And then we go on about our life. Guess what? It doesn't go away for Tina and Parrish. So they don't get to walk away from the scene and go, oh, that was such an interesting interview Rick Dancer did. No, if that's how you walk away from this with, you didn't get it. You have to do something. You have to be a part of something. You can't just feeling sorry. doesn't mean shit. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it made you feel better, but it doesn't do anything for anybody else. And it sure as hell doesn't find Stephanie's mom or Tina and Parrish's son. So anyway, I'll... No, I won't get off my soapbox. And you know what? Let me just show you something. I do have a soapbox. That is my official soapbox that I can get on whenever I want and do whatever I want to say. I had that made by a guy in Harrisburg, Oregon. Look at it's dovetailed and everything. He made it. The guy, the cabinet maker, I can't remember his name, but Perry Shantina probably know him. So let's find out the important stuff. Do you know who that is? Um, there's a couple. It'd be uh, maybe Bob Struts or Jim Hoyland. I think it was Jim. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how are you two doing? Tina, I know you had a rough time. We're coming up on an anniversary here. Um, what, how long has it been since Michael's been gone now? August 5th would be two years. Wow. Yeah. That seems like forever, I'm sure. It is. Yeah. So what do we know? 
First of all, don't you love what Kevin and Michael are doing and Stephanie too? Oh, absolutely. I love it. Does, yeah. does that make you feel like there's kind of like this, you know, there's people that get it, you know what I mean? For you as a family? Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely because it's, you know, it's, you know, like you said before, and, and like they said, it's, it's, it's time consuming and you just feel like you're just banging your head against the wall sometimes. But when you see other people in the community that mm -hmm. are picking up the torch and saying, no, you know, we need, these people need a voice. Yeah. They don't have a voice anymore. And some families um, don't know how to use social media, in a you know, in an advantage, you know, to their advantage. And so when you have other places like, you know, Lane County mugshots and, and um, you know, even, you know, Michael's page, being able to spread news quickly and not just in Lane County, but all over the world. Um, it's, 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 it's nice to have those platforms. I was wearing this t-shirt the other day on a show and it was completely obviously unrelated. I just had it on and it was somebody from back East and they said, that's a Michael Bryson t-shirt. And I don't remember how they knew or anything, but I was just kind of going, I looked at, oh yeah, it is Michael's t-shirt, but isn't that cool? <laughs> like the, I mean, that it's kind of spread out that far for you guys, you know? Yeah, we get people that post every now and then on um, on Michael's page, you know, it's like I was driving down the highway in, or the uh, you know, highway in Florida, and they take a picture of a car that has a, a sticker on it, you know, representing Michael somehow, and they're like, you know, we're representing out here in Florida. So, you know, Stephanie was talking about, I saw you guys, I was looking at you and you were kind of getting some mind blows uh, when she's talking about that stuff, because that's the first thing you hear. Um, what you can, I don't know what to ask. I know things that I'm not supposed to probably know. So I don't know what to ask you that I can't ask you, but where's the investigation at this point that you can talk about? Um, I believe I shared with you that we have a new detective on the case. Mm -hmm. um, and so things are getting looked over again, um, as well as with his um, supervisor. Um, so that's that's a good thing. We've got, you know, like extra four set of eyes coming from Lane County Sheriff's Office. Um, so that's that's a huge, a huge plus for us. And also, I mean, it, it's hard to believe sometimes that after two years that we are still getting tips and we can't account for Lane County, just us personally. Um, we are getting at least three to four tips a week still after two years and the tips are really starting to mold into some some good good leads Go so tina i'm going to just say i'm going to be positive so we find this person responsible what do you say to him karma's a bitch <laughs> I mean, I, I still really believe that somebody knows something, somebody, people just don't disappear into thin air. You know, there was so many people up there when Michael, and not only at the party, but there was so many people camping around that area at that time. And it is so hard for me to believe that nobody saw a thing when when this is over because i think one of the problems is and i i don't I, I will not say this from anything you have told me but this is my own personal opinion is a lot of this because michael was a, this is my rick dancer's opinion not parishes and tina's unless they want to back it um michael is on drugs um he was so it gets discounted sometimes by law enforcement and i'm not picking on the sheriff's department but i don't live there anymore so it doesn't matter they're not going to pull me over but investigations need to take things quicker and serious more serious and jump in because it gets cold and if they, they and i know it's hard because they don't have a lot of evidence but we need to be putting the screws to people that were at that party and saying what do you know? And making it hard for them. We've almost become callous to the families and the, the victims and the survivors. And we've almost become this point where they have so many rights. Well, fuck you. You don't have any rights when you kill somebody. And yeah. if you're doing that, you don't have you, your rights go out the door. We're going to ask you questions, hard questions, and we're going to push you because the only reason your son's story is still in the news or even doing anything is because you two figured out how to use social media and 
you you like Stephanie went after this like like pit bulls. You you have to fight. You have to fight for your missing loved one. You have to fight every day. See, and they shouldn't um, be like that. You have to you know continue to keep his name out there and continue to keep his story out there. And it's not that we've done anything extraordinary to uh, to keep Michael's case out. We just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. We're not going to take no for an answer. You know, Michael's not just a missing person. And this should have been moved to a homicide case at the very beginning. Right. And it's, and be, but because we like culture, we discount things. Well, he was, he's on drugs. So this is this. And maybe Stephanie or somebody else's family is homeless. And then, oh, well, they, they were living on the street. So, you know, obviously. So it's like, you know, like, and, and I, I I guess I can go as far. It's it's not like they deserve it because they were doing something that wasn't culturally. Uh, I, I don't even know what the word is. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. like we, we quickly put them in categories and then they don't go to the A detective. They come down here over here. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you have a new detective. Well, uh, why did the first one? With that being said, Rick, we, someone shared something with us. Um, it's been about maybe about a month ago or so, and it really, really hit home. And that is, um, there's no such thing as an addict. What you have is you have a human being, <clears throat> you have a human being with an addiction problem. Right. And that is how people need to start looking at other people. That's not a, that's not an addict walking down the street. No. That's not an addict that's sitting there doing something in the bar or wherever. That's a human with an addiction problem. And when we, when we start bringing that, that warm and fuzzy, however you want to say it back into realizing that that's a person, right. You know, Parish, then maybe they'll be seen in a different light. Parish, I don't even think I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I don't think it's a warm and fuzzy. I think it's just pure, pure humanity. Yes. If we're going to be yeah. a culture that believes in humanity and human beings, then yeah. why do we call people? You know, I have friends that are felons and have been in jail and, you know, been on, they, they're sober now and they still say that they're addicts. And I'm going, well, if you're not addicted to it now, then are you really still an addict? Because why do you have to go around being I'm not, I don't call myself a cancer survivor because I had cancer. Yes, I survived cancer, but I'm Rick Dancer. I have a right. whole bunch of shit that I do. And I, I'm a, a podcaster and I'm a husband and a father. And I don't want to be a cancer survivor. I never, I wanted to survive cancer. I don't want to be a, a, a survivor, right. you know? And so I think we do that to people. So once you've gone through the, the program, I have a friend of mine who's a felon who was, um, it was, it was arrested for some stuff. And, and I had some people recently find out and they were, they were taunting me on Facebook to out people and do stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, what are you doing? That the person served their two and a half years. So fuck off. Yeah. Um, society said, this is what you do. And it's none. Of, so once they do that, then it's none of your business, but we pick and choose what crimes we like and we pick and choose. Well, they just did this. And, and I think that's what happened with Michael because he was on drugs um, at a party. And, and I think that's what happens with a lot of homeless people. We're so kind to the home. We're so worried about the homeless yet. We, we treat them, their families and them like this when, when they go missing and, and that kind of thing. So I just think we as a culture need to really get a grasp. Like you said, I love what you said there parishes, you know, quit calling people names, you know, Michael wasn't an addict. Oh my God. He was a creative, cool son, um, brother. Um, obviously, charming. I had a lot of friends. A lot of people liked him. Everybody said, you know, he was just like, you know, a, a really cool guy like that. But he had a problem. He and did. So you know, and I, he was a he was also, you know, I mean, going along those lines, I mean, he was a protector. I mean, if he saw a situation that wasn't, you know, someone wasn't comfortable, he made them comfortable. Yeah, I mean, he diffused the situation. Right. Um he always he always looked out for the other person in the room, you know. Um he always made you feel like you belonged there or, you know, you were the most important person in the room. And it didn't matter where he was at. I mean, everyone felt that for Michael. Right. And I think that's part of the success, if you want to say that, of our social platform with Michael is that we don't just 
we there's a lot of things we can't post, but when we post things, we, we post from the heart and we post stories about Michael and, and we allow people to share stories about Michael that that really gets into people's skins and in their hearts and they realize this isn't just a young man that went to a party and then just flat out disappeared. This is a young man who had a lot to offer this world. And now that he's gone, he is really offering with his story uh, a lot to this world. Well, the other difference between you two also is you went out and started interviewing people. I mean, you know, I mean, you started finding out who was at the party and doing your own research. And yeah. and that had to scare, you know, some of the law enforcement going, oh, God, we're going to have to get involved because these people are out here doing this. But you were doing it because this is your boy, you know, mm -hmm. and you're going to find out what happens. And that is what everybody needs to do is really push um, yeah. hard like that. Because um, and like Stephanie was saying, you know, understand what your rights are and what the rights of your missing person loved one are, and then and then just push it to the nth degree, you know? Yeah. And the other thing I want to say about Michael, too, is, yes, he was kind. Yes, he was the life of the room, you know, all those other things. But the bottom line was, he's your boy. Yeah. He is your boy. And that's why you fight for him. Well, yeah. Because and nobody's supposed to come home. And nobody's supposed to let you guys have to go through this. So I love who you are. I, I think um, he would, you know, you know how kids are kind of, can be kind of assholes sometimes, you know, and stuff. It's like, I bet he would never, well, maybe he would believe what you guys would do for him, but you might not know how much you'd actually do that. You know what I mean? How far you would go. Um, and, and, um, and that's a testament to the rest of us. Um, you know, what does the word love mean? that yeah. I mean you're showing us you are we are learning from you I had a woman come up <laughs> go ahead say uh, going back to what Stephanie had to say um, a friend of ours that lives down in um, the Cottage Grove Dorena area one of their friends had been missing and they went to file a police report and they said well come back in a week because she doesn't she doesn't fit the criteria of a missing person um, I'm sorry, like Stephanie said, there is no criteria. If that person is gone and you know that that person is out of their character, that's a missing person. And th those kind of things, those are the things that need to be addressed on a, like, like the, the 24 hour, you know, you have to wait 24 hours. No, you don't, you know, and like she said, you don't have to, you know, especially you know, here, you, you know, you, when you know something is wrong and out of character, you contact someone immediately. And if they dismiss you, um, because we were kind of dismissed at the very beginning that Michael just wandered off and there was no foul play and, um, you know, you're going to find him over here. And, um, and that went on for, you know, a couple of days until they realized how many people were there searching for Michael and they realized, okay, this is not out of, this is out of character for Michael. Right. You know, and then when we found some of Michael's items in December, you know, and the location that they were found. You know, those kind of things were like, okay, now you know Michael did not walk out of here on his own accord. Michael did not climb up that steep embankment that's 150 yards straight up chasing a gnome. Bullshit. Sorry, yeah. bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get real with Rick. You know, <laughs> you know, don't tell me that about Michael because, number one, Michael was lazy. Number two, there's no, <laughs> no that just doesn't happen, right. you know. And how dare you even say that to his parents? Right. When if, they're telling you all along, this is not our son. Our son is not here because he was taken away from here. He was taken off of out of this world, period. Listen to, I mean. If, if I had a five-year-old and they disappeared, would they wait 24 hours? No. Hell no. 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 There'd be an amber alert and they'd be out there. Exactly. So your baby disappeared and they, eh, you know, that should be an Amber alert. That needs to be the change. It really needs to be the same focus on people, you know? And, um, are you guys, would you guys ever write a book? <laughs> we probably could. <laughs> no, I would, I would totally read. I think you could really show, um, that, that, you know, a parent's love and in that, 
in that book, in that writing, and not only a parent's love, but that in it giving out information in a way that people could receive it. But right. like what it felt like when you, you know, when you're, you know, I remember my kid, when my oldest got, we were at a, you know, shopping place or something and Jake took off under a, a counter and we couldn't find him. And we are running to the doors and screaming. I mean, I, I was embarrassed because they knew who I was, you know, and I'm going, shut the doors. I can't find my kid. And Kathy's running another way. And we're just like, like this, but that feeling, and that's how you felt the same thing. But because that that parental thing, but see, if you wrote about that and then wrote about all the inconsistencies and the things that didn't add up in the story of that love, I think it could be magic and people would learn a lot. I just put that out there because I think you guys are totally aware that you could do it. And I think it would be, you know, get like a Stephanie or somebody like those people to come in with you and, and do that. But um, you have you know, you've shown the love of your kid. And I think you could really take this to a place where, you know, and it, and it doesn't have to be the kidnapping or the loss of Michael Bryson. It could be right. just, you know, our, uh, when, when, when someone you know, when someone you love disappears, you know, and just simple and write it from your heart. I'll, I'd read it. And I know I'm watching Stephanie's face right now. She's going to read it. <laughs> so I, I just noticed the comments over here from uh, Kelsey. Um, and, you know, we go out or I go out at least once, if not twice a week and do some like mini searches, depending on what kind of tips we get. But um, just to let people know that we are going to do some more organized searches as the tips come in to support that area. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to just send people on, on down rabbit holes. I want to make sure that we're utilizing the volunteers that come out because I'm telling you, the volunteers that have showed up and stood by our side, it's just been, I, I don't even know any words to say. It's just. People are saying you should do a movie. You'd have a lot of buyers on the book. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I'm going to be your publicist. I'm going to help you. <laughs> we'll have to come and stay downstairs in Montana and do it then. <laughs> I got a whole, I got a whole suite for you. Um, you guys, thank you for coming on. And cause I know yeah. it's always hard, but um, I think it really is um, good. Okay. Keep in touch with me. Absolutely. I want to do the story when you figure it out. Oh, yeah. And then we'll. <laughs> we'll have you on Facebook Live as we're bringing Michael home, I promise. That's, that's great. I would love to uh, see that in any form at all. Just bringing him home, however that happens, would be great. Yeah. All right. See you guys later. Thank you. All right. So, wow. Aren't they awesome? That's the. That's the dude. That's the reason I do what I do. That, I mean, I, mean, I can get teary over that. It's what I dreamed of doing at KZI, but there was always a reason we couldn't do it. There's always a little problem with something. And this is what it means. People, you know, they get all antsy about stuff. This is what freedom is. This is freedom of the press. This is how it works. It's not censored. It's not people shutting you down. This is what it's supposed to be like to just have conversations like this about stuff that people don't want you to talk about. Because I don't give a shit what people want me to talk about. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And you should too. And here's somebody who sponsors our show. I'm going to leave us with this. Matt McCarl is a wonderful man. And he's related to Mr. Bryson. Um, and um, he has hyperbarics, new leaf hyperbarics, and he's going to talk just about that because I said, we're going to talk about this stuff. You tell me a little bit about your business, but this is how we pay for our shows. This is how things happen. So if you were thinking about hyperbarics, please go in and do this. Tell him you saw it on here. Let him know that you, he, he pays so that you can see if you like our, our, our show, um, it's because of Chris Dental Family Dentistry. It's because of Buck Sanitary Service, and it's because of people like Matt McCarl. I'm going to let Matt finish this off. Um, I have said far too much. Um, have a good evening. Share this on your page so other people see this, because this is what people need to be talking about, not everything else that's on the headlines and screaming at us from the airwaves. So this is real life. One of our sponsors tonight is Matt McCarl at New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. And... Matt, one of the reasons he's supporting the show tonight is he is actually related to Michael Bryson. Um, and Matt joins us from his studio. <laughs> now, how is, tell, tell the audience how you're connected to the, the, the Bryson family. So Parrish is my cousin. His 
dad was my mom's brother. Okay. So you're second cousins to Michael. Yes. This has been really hard on the family and, and just, you know, the not knowing that would be the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when I found out, I told the staff here, I was like, I, I got to go. And I went and packed some stuff in my car and went up and started hiking the trails and stuff like that that day too. And seeing what I could do to help. Yeah, because you're well, you're, you're kind of a fireman, and uh, I, people really loved your. He's a volunteer firefighter in Harrisburg. Um, he's also a pyromaniac, <laughs> <laughs> trained in how to blow things up. Yeah. But the reason Matt's really here is because he's also trained on how to set up hyperbaric chambers in your home and how you can do it. And you don't have to go all the time to see Matt, he'd love to see you. But you started selling these right off the bat and you're, you're doing really well, like getting and, and, and renting them and tell people what you do. Yeah, for folks that find it more cost effective just for them to have it right in their home, we do rent and sell. So for example, say somebody's <clears throat> doing a lot of cancer treatments or they're trying to battle cancer naturally. So they're doing high dose vitamin C infusions and things like that, but maybe they live in Coos Bay. And so they're coming over here once, twice a month, maybe once a week to get their vitamin C infusions, but they don't, can't necessarily come over every day for their hyperbarics. I see. So what we do is if they're specific, the one lady I'm thinking of, she rented a chamber for like two months. And I just went over to Coos Bay, set it up in our home, showed her how to use it. The only caveat to that is folks have to have a prescription for it to be in their home because it is, you know, that medical device. So once they get their doc to get them the referral, and if their doc can't, our doc is more than happy to work with them, find out what they need it for, and get that all set up and write the script for them. And then from that point on, it's just deciding what chamber they want, you know, as in what size and how long they want to rent it. And or if they're purchasing, then it's just super simple. They just purchase the chamber, I order it, it comes in, I get all the extra pieces and parts for it because we put together a whole package for folks. Right. Um, so, for example, Rick, if you were to go to Summit to See, which is the chambers we use right now, to their website and look at them, <clears throat> you would be looking at prices for just the hyperbaric chamber itself. So, AKA the chamber, the compressors that inflate it, um, and then it gets delivered to your home. And then you have a little zip drive that you can watch and hopefully figure out how to put it together. They're really not that difficult to put together, but some folks do struggle. For us, we put together a package which includes the hybrid chamber, the oxygen concentrator, and then I myself go to Jerry's and build all, get all the pieces and parts and build a pedestal to put it up off the ground for you as well for folks that want it in their home because it is much easier to get in and out of with it being 20 inches off the floor versus setting right on the floor. And then I come, set that all up, put it all together, and then spend as much time as needed for you to understand really how to run the chamber on your own. So Matt, let, let me ask you this. I don't, if you don't know, just you know, it's fine. But like, can you do that? Like, as a if you if you were diagnosed with cancer or something, or you know, something like that, can you write that or use your HSA or something like that to pay for that as a medical device if you have a prescription? Do you know the device? Possibly, I'm going to say possibly. I know that we do accept HSA and FSA cards here for treatments. So as far as equipment goes, I don't know why you couldn't. As far as but would you have FSA, to have a it's a little bit it's a little bit tricky with FSA versus the AHA stuff because the H right. sorry HSA is more your money versus FSA where it's kind of your money until the end of the year and then they take it back. I that's weird. That'd be worth somebody checking out though if you were diagnosed with something and and hyperbarics were something you could get a prescription for from your doctor. Uh, boy, that would be something that because um, God, you know I mean it's so sad that it's. Um, considered an alternative treatment. Right. Well, I know I used to use my HSA card for massage. So, but that wasn't for that equipment. That was just for them to do the therapy. I think putting it in your house would be so great too, because the, when, you're, when you're going through treatment, the last thing you feel like doing is going to another place for an appointment. I mean, you're probably appointment out. And so to have it right there in your home, um, can you how many can how many times a day can you use them? Great question. Uh, you can do up to two hours twice a day with a four hour break in the middle. So wow. say you get up in the morning, it's 
seven o'clock in, in your chamber from eight to ten, then you could get back in as early as two, even. Is it 10, 11, 12, yeah, two or even, yeah, I think my math is right there, or one, um, and do another two hours. But most folks will do something early in the morning, like eight, and then maybe six or eight o'clock again, and then just go to bed. That's what I would do. I think that's be well, you have one. Is that, that what yeah. When I'm really, well, I just had PRP injections in my thumb joints right here for repetitive motion syndrome. Too much phone use. Oh, um, or ga gamer's thumb. Gamer's thumb. You know, from yeah. remember, remember when we have Nintendos and we all got gamer's thumb from repetitive motion syndrome? Um, so the first week and a half after my injections, I was doing 90 minutes in the morning and then 90 minutes at night. So I would get up. Instead of uh, get up my normal time, but instead of doing a workout, because I couldn't do a workout, I'd spend 90 minutes in my chamber, go to work, come home, dinner and everything, and then 7.30, get in my chamber, and then go out and go to bed at 9. And, and you know, where you can't say this, you know, cures anything, but it does help people with all kinds of different, you know, um, you know afflictions. Yes, or like say somebody has, a lot of folks um, will rent them or we'll use them for post-concussion syndrome for motor vehicle accidents. And we had a gentleman who had it so bad that he was super light sensitive. He had like a special shield he had to wear when he went out in uh, daylight to keep his migraine from being super bad. And he would come see us. We would turn the lights off in the office for him even, and he would feel much better after treatment. But even then, if you do it in the evening, even headlights from cars were bugging him. Wow. Driving home would make the headache worse again. So he ended up working with his insurance company to where they covered a couple months for him to rent one. And we went over and set it up in his house and he had great results because he was able to treat more often in his home than what he could do coming to see us because of the issue with all the lights and everything. So tell people how they get a hold of you and and really they have to kind of, is it like an individual pricing? If, if you're renting or, or buying, is it depend on which model you're getting? So they really- Absolutely, the, the different models depends on the price. Uh, one thing I will add with the renting, we rent them for up to three months and then most folks either return them or purchase them. We don't really try to rent them longer than three months at a time. Because if somebody's, you know, depending on what they're treating, three months is usually the good point for getting things resolved to the point to where you don't need that brick chamber, or you're like, yeah, I'm going to need that forever, so I might as well just purchase it. And part of the rental goes towards purchase as well. So it's oh, that's nice. kind of a rent-to-own program, but not really. Um, so, yeah, it's really all based on the size. Uh, so, But if folks want to get a hold of us, the multiple ways to do that, you either call us directly, 541-636-3278. Webpage is newleafugene.com, and there's a contact us button there, and they'll send us an email. Um, you can find us on Facebook, but and or email us at eugene at newleafworld.com. All right. Matt McCarl, thank you for taking the time to be here. Thank you for caring mm -hmm. about your family and uh, and the, the Brysons and their, all this horrible stuff they're going through. And we'll get back to that part of the show. Thanks, Matt. Yep. Have a good night, Rick. I'll see you later, man. All right. And that is good night uh, from all of us here at Get Real with Rick Dancer. And again, get your T-shirt because there is no finish line.